They'll get it. It's really not a hard acronym, Christ. No. Welcome to TBQFH, the show where we review everything and anything quite fucking honestly. I'm Alessia. And I'm Todd. We're your quite fucking honest hosts and we're finally back after a little bit of a break. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we will not be adhering to our fortnightly schedule because it's quite time consuming to work on this in the background and edit it together with our jobs and also other milestones that are happening in our life Totes. such as alessio planning her wedding and having a hen's night <laughs> and me moving house for the sixth time in <laughs> eight, seven years seven years eight. or however many fucking years <laughs> it is like a ludicrous <laughs> easy just amount. loves moving house mm. it's his thing yeah I fucking like love how it. people collect spoons you collect houses oh god if only <laughs> i owned the houses well it'd be good if you all started like you know supporting us and paying us so that you know we could have a regular fucking schedule we're holding the podcast hostage (laughs) i like just looking at this as a fun thing to do oh it's for sure because i think if we were like actively trying to make money off it it would drive us both insane we'd both be (laughs) and it would no longer be fun so yeah it's our non-paying side gig Welcome. Exactly. If you ever feel like pitching us some money, just let us know. Uh, we can hook you up with some sort of PayPal arrangement. I don't even know. Maybe just... Uh, Patreon? That's what the kids do these days. Patreon, yeah. yeah pay- well, if we ever got <laughs> Patreon? enough... Patreon? 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 Patreon. Patreon. Pat. That's the... A- Patreon. <laughs> That's the way the kids pronounce it. Yeah, if we ever got enough listeners, we could explore that. But uh, there's no danger of that happening at the moment. <laughs> We have, a, we have a good amount, but it's still a modest amount. <laughs> so what are we chatting about this week, Todd? So this week we are talking about iconic Australian television shows. We kind of like accidentally chose six shows that are kind of cancelled now, actually, except for one of them. <laughs> They're and all that's like not to say prominent that- <laughs> in the, late, the, the early 90s and into the early 2000s. Not the 2020 version of cancelled, just that they've been discontinued. They're just yeah. Let's clarify. <laughs> Nothing morally ambiguous happened. It was just they reached their natural conclusion. Those exist too, but we're not going to talk about them. Yeah, there are a few shows that didn't make the cut because they are now extremely problematic. Which ruined my life. You know what anyway. also came up when I was researching this was um, Summer Heights High, which is such a shame because I fucking love oh, that show. Oh, yeah. And it's also one of the most popular shows of all time, but it's also insanely problematic. Yeah, I, yeah, I, see, I just, yeah, I remember. It, it's just the funniest fucking thing ever. Well, can I tell you my favorite line, which actually this my two favorite lines of that. Yes. Or should we Are do they that both as a special Mr. G mention? lines? Actually, the only good part of that show was Mr. G. Oh, and also, <laughs> Sh- uh, what's her name? The girl from the private school. She was pretty good. Jemay. Well, one of them is Jemay's, and that is, <laughs> she says to this woman on the phone, you just, you, you sound like a dumbass fat bitch. I'm sorry, but you just sound so fat. I'm like, my 15 year old brain was just like, oh my God, that is so fucking funny. How could someone sound fat? It was just the dumbest shit ever. So that's very fat phobic. Actually, that is problematic. So oh, there's dumb. infinite reasons why that show is super canceled in both senses of the word. And then my other one is, um, Oh, God, it just skipped my mind. This is what happens when you get old. She's what the kids would call a slut, which is a terrible thing to say about someone who's just died, but apparently there's no denying she was one. She was one. No, this is this is my second one. Mr. G is definitely, um, is definitely up there as well. Oh, my God, come quick. Grandma's been raped. <laughs> Thank God you're here. Yeah, that's Grandma's right. Been Thank raped. God you're here. Grandma's <laughs> been raped. So awful. And that's like... Not that's very that can be very triggering as well, but it it was just again such a juxtaposition to my evolving teenage brain because I was like, Mm. but you know, statistically older people aren't, and that's what makes it funny. And you know, it's fine because it's not problematic, but it's a little bit problematic. Ah, it's great, it's all great. I think attitudes certainly evolved, (laughs) absolutely, and as they should, but yeah, we were young, you can't blame us, we were babies. A show that sort of stands the test of time and it's just like kind of not very problematic at all. Like you, you can go back and watch this show and this is the first show we're going to talk about. It, the humor in it is all sort of good natured and it's not really yeah. laugh. It's not, it doesn't really punch down. It's kind of like laughing with the people it's making fun of in a way. 
For sure. Yeah, it laughs. Well, it punches up or and, and or down. goes one step further. <laughs> yeah. No, it punches up and sideways <laughs> and everywhere but punches, down. It punches up. Exactly. Anywhere but down, which is obviously the way to be. But it, it's good because, like you said, it also does help to – it help, It maybe makes this demographic laugh with them, not just feel like they're being laughed at. Yeah. But, yeah. And that show is Kath and Kim. I know what you did last night. Kelly, I can see your patch rash from here, you mole. <laughs> That's it, Brett. What can I fucking say about this show? It's a show about about a mum and a daughter called Kath and Kim. The daughter's called Kim. Kath Joe Knight and Kim, whatever the hell her last name is. And it's their sort of middle class, middle class sort of, um, yeah, like upbringing and neighbourhood and lifestyle in a suburb of Melbourne called Fountain Gate. Oh, no, Fountain Lakes. Fountain Gate is a shop, is the miss. Mythical shopping center, although it actually is a real shopping center called Fangate. Like they definitely sort of hold the mirror up to society and subtly sort of like roast certain, like it depends, like certain demographics or, you know, majorities or just rich people in general, like rich white people. But at the same time, they are incredibly bogan. So like I actually don't know how they do it because, like I said, they're middle class. They're, they're kind of, they're definitely like working class they're there's nothing of, rich about them yeah they're just like a like a working class uh middle-aged sort of suburban mm. like family family it's, mm. except like the age groups are like different to like your stereotypical like nuclear family show it's like a kind of like a they're grown older. daughter like an older daughter who's supposed to be like i think in her is she in her like 30s 30s i'd say 30s yeah, yeah. and she's still like living with her mother and her husband who is not her actual father so so Kath's new Kath's second husband second husband yeah um and his name is Kel Knight so Kath Day marries Kel Knight it's the dumbest thing ever (laughs) and they have (laughs) a friend um Sharon who is played by Magda Shabansky who is always injuring herself playing netball and yeah what else can we say about it it takes place mainly at kath's house because kim refuses to move out although we do see you know the shopping center where kim's husband brett um works in an electronics store oh my god it's so cringe it's so late 90s early 2000s fashion it's disgusting like (laughs) my mom always says that the 70s triggers her because that was her tween teenage years of like growing up but i think Mm. that's amazing and glorious what disgusts and triggers me is like Fiorucci 2000s fashion i fucking can't stand it and like low rise and um it's very bad oh just everything yeah it's the fucking worst anyway so just quickly on the house we famously discovered a month or two ago that you can rent that house out and two men decided to do this and film a porno in it recently (laughs) so good for them What did they call it again? I can't remember. I think it was... I don't think it was anything about, like, the house. I think it was just, like, guys on vacation, like, fuck in the kitchen or something. And it just happened to be the kitchen from from Kath and Kim. It was their house. (laughs) So bad. It was so weird and it went viral. The owner's like, yes, nothing to see here. Like, the episode where Kath um, becomes a nudist. (laughs) 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 It's all natural. We've all got one. (laughs) And there's various guest stars as well. Like there's quite famous actors. Kylie Minogue, for example, plays, spoiler alert, Kim's grown-up daughter in a flash-forward episode or scene. Or oh, Epony Rye. Epony Rye. <laughs> and um, e, spell E-double-P-O-double-N-double-E. That's how they spell her name. And who else? Oh, Jeffrey Rush. He plays- I forgot about those cameos. Like their walking friend. Yeah. That's crazy. So- um. Yeah, uh, Kat's husband, Kel, is a purveyor of fine meats. He's a butcher and he um, he has this ridiculous walk. He's played by another really, like, long-time Australian actor who used to be on shows back in the day, pretty, like, long-standing comedian on the Australian scene. And he, um, he plays Kel really well. He's such a fucking, like, a dork and he's so hairy and he dresses – foul like he's the fucking worst <laughs> but you kind of feel sorry for him as well because kim treats him like shit anyway <laughs> yeah she does <laughs> um yeah can we mention prue and trude real quick so um they play these they have these alter ego characters <clears throat> the two characters jane turner and gina riley who play kath and kim play these characters called prue and trude like prudence and trudy i'm pretty sure and um they put on the most 
fucking hilarious accent and they work at the at fountain gate they're both rich like they don't need to work but they just work because they're bored housewives it's like a bed bath and table type shop that they work at so like people are from the show are sometimes going in there being like oh i need a like Kel will go in there and he'll be like, oh, I need a, I'm making cod on the hot rocks for my wife. And the, and he's like, where's the frying pans? And they're like, it's at the back near the melee. And it's like they're almost unintelligible accents. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. It's so good. There's so many great characters in that show. Special shout out to Marion, the new age marriage counselor, who's like <laughs> naked, like when they go to visit her and like all this weird shit. It's so funny. <laughs> She gets naked and, and they're like, she's like, this is for my therapy, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just iconic. Very, very, mm-hmm. so many great, great quotes come from that show. Yeah, I think I, I don't, without realizing, I think I quote it quite a bit. Yeah, there's a lot of like stuff they say that's kind of like been absorbed into just like everyday language. Yeah, it's come <clears throat> by the Australian vernacular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I rate it. I, I love that show. I've watched all yeah. a, a while ago. I haven't watched it recently, but um, I did watch it basically when it was airing back in the uh, early to late 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching it on TV. I remember when I was, um, yeah. Like 11. Young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, um, yeah, same. I rate it. Um, nothing particularly problematic about that show. It's done very smartly and written by two women which is a maze god i just remember the way they walk when they're exercising it's so funny. yeah that's what i was joking about kel's walk <laughs> fucking freak i hate the shorts he wears so much well it shows his hair even more no like, it's so it's... gross oh, <laughs> oh it's, yeah you've got to see it it's so great it's on netflix now by the way so no excuse mm. It's on Australian Netflix. I'm not sure if it would be on any of the others. But if you're in Australia, you can watch it on Netflix. Or if you've got a VPN, get the Australian Netflix. And uh, it's probably the only content you're going to want that for. Get on there. (laughs) So next on our list of TV shows we're going to discuss is a kid's show from... Is this from the late 90s or early 2000s or something? Oh, it's 100% the 90s. I was going to even say it started in the 80s. I know. It's family planted in the 90s, I'd say. Yeah, no, you're actually right. This ran for a decade. Wow. So it's round the twist. And this one ran from 1990 to 2001. So oh, there you go. Wow. Family planted in the 90s. Yeah, I actually um, don't remember much about this. It's it's based on a Paul Jennings. Um, Oh, wait, no, Paul Jennings wrote it. He's a program creator and writer, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. So Paul Jennings is a famous Australian Australian children's author who's written like a bunch of kind of like weird kids' books. What else has he written? Oh, oh, heaps. I I could not tell you now. I've completely forgotten what the fuck they were, but they all had like weird names. I think they were like Unreal Um, and and, like... Oh, yeah, Unreal, Uncanny. Uncanny, yeah, all those kind of words, yeah. Terrible, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they like commissioned him to write Round the Twist, which is cool. Um, Yeah. And it was like... Let me just guess, and you can tell me if I'm wrong. It was like yeah, it was it was about like a family who lived in a in a, a lighthouse, right? And they used to have yeah. like lots of weird, supernatural, wacky adventures. Weird shit happened. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love the theme song. It's like, have you ever? That's right. Have, yeah. Ever felt like this? That's like the only thing like, I remember. The intro. <laughs> Yeah, really? Did you watch it much or? Well, I remember nah. watching it a few times in the because it used to be on in the afternoon. I think from memory. Yeah, avocado when you get home from time. school or whatever. So you mm-hmm. kind of like watch it. I, I think it was like fairly late in the afternoon from memory. Yeah, five is late for a kid. It's like starting to get sun's going down. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. like. I, the shows Evening. were either like sh- really shit or really good in the late time slots. Oh, so true. I couldn't agree more. I remember there used to be some shit ones and then there was like a lot of good ones at one point, but it like kind of changed throughout the years. But this one was a pretty good one. I remember like tolerating this one at least as a child. <laughs> I think over one summer, I remember there being like just from fucking like 1 p.m. till 5 p.m. just a good run of shows and none of them I hated. Like I liked them all. Mm. That was a good summer. That's a dream. That was the perfect <laughs> That's summer. That's a dream. No <laughs> breaks. Um, I was like, I think I think it was like 
it's like nine or ten maybe. Anyway, perf. But yeah, this show is is great. It's a dad and his three kids, um, Linda and two boys. There's a girl and two boys, and they all live in this lighthouse. Um, I don't think it ever shows the dad like doing his job. It shows them and all the mischief they get up to. Like he doesn't show him like flashing the light or anything. But maybe that's just my poor memory. Yeah. Right. Wait, oh, Pete! Pete is the oldest kid. Linda and then Bronson. I remember because they were always like Bronson. That's right. Yeah, Mr. Gribble was the evil guy, right? I remember him. Yeah, because he was played by Mark Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah, I remember him. He's a good actor. But earlier in earlier seasons, it was a different actor. They changed him. Oh, actually, in season one. But yeah, what was he again? He was just the antagonist, I guess. He was just like the evil. Uh, businessman. I think he was trying to buy the lighthouse or knock it down or some shit. Yeah, yeah. There's always like that sort of an antagonist person. But yeah, I have no really recollection of like what individual stories in the show were like other than that they were always kind of like weird. I, I, <laughs> Very weird. Did you see that a clip from this went viral recently? No. Um, so, I was going to, I'll tell you about one episode I do remember, but you go first. I was just going to say real quick, like this, this, this clip went, uh, it was about like three minutes long. It went viral on Twitter. Well, not viral is like a relative term. Cause if it goes viral on Twitter, it's not really viral if it's just there. Right. <laughs> but, um, it, it was, it was just going doing the rounds on Twitter and it was about this haunted scarecrow. And it was really quite scary. Cause the scarecrow like oh. comes to life and like chases the girl through like, through the the meadow and like breaks into a house to try and kill her. Oh my god! It's like god. chasing her around the house and shit. I'm like, I holy fuck! Think I remember that fucking episode. This is and so I'm pretty, weird. Like, this is quite I'm scary. Sure was like a, I know kids shows are the worst. I'm pretty sure there was like a witch one at some point too. Yeah, I just remember watching it and being like, do not remember it at all. But yeah, I was like, wow, that was a show for children. I know, right? And like the shit that they show us is insane. I watched it pretty religiously. I think, I think it's, I don't think I enjoyed it that much. I was very, I was pretty scared of it sometimes, but I just kept watching it. I don't know why. I was like, must keep watching. But my, my standout memorable episodes are this perfect timing for like Cabbage Patch Babies free advertising. There was this fucking kid. This actual baby human that came out of their cabbage patch. And then the the green cabbage patch oh, people, yeah. parents, went back and like to reclaim the baby. I have a vague just, memory of that. Yeah, it was fucking and they were like, anyway, and then they descended back into the cabbage patch and they were like, oh, hooroo, whatever the fucking goodbye saying is. <laughs> and it was just like, what the hell? Because, like, I think Linda or one of the other kids had, like, found the baby in the garden. And they were like, hey, Dad, there's a baby in our garden. Very normal. <laughs> Don't mind that. <laughs> Let's bring it inside, maybe, because it'll die. So that was one standout episode. And the other one for me was when they met this mermaid guy. And he had nails growing on his, on the to- on the backs of his hands. Ew, like fingernails. And they were all sticking out. Yeah, like, but, Ew. like. Like scales like a mermaid because I think he was a merman. And it was just like I, I just looked at the special effects and I was fucking horrified. No. <laughs> so shit. disgusting. No, I was like, what? How can you put nails in someone's skin? <laughs> so, yeah, those were my two. God. I'm sure there's – oh, there's more. No, there's more. My Another one is when Linda clones herself so that she what? can um, – because there's a clone machine that suddenly turns up one day or that <laughs> one of them builds or whatever. Fucking kids. And she, it's so that she, she clones herself so that she can win, um, what's it called? A stair run, the, uh, the stair run of the lighthouse. So right. that she's doing double the laps. Yeah, yeah. Except it clones her like a mirror image, like back to front. So her T-shirt has Linda on it. And then they're like, oh, Admiral won because it's like Linda backwards. I remember that. Yeah, it was so weird. I, I, I wonder if we were to watch them back again as adults, if we'd think that they were better or worse than when we were kids probably worse <laughs> I, I reckon yeah or maybe we'd appreciate more of like the adult jokes or humor i don't know <laughs> the writing um but yeah um i i i rate it it was a great show albeit um i don't really remember it but i'm gonna rate it because i think it was one of the better australian kids shows that was around at that time 
Yeah. So that's my guess as to what child me would have thought. But yeah. <laughs> so moving on, our third show that we're going to look at is another kids show from the 90s. I think it ran probably around the same time that Round the Twist was running called mm. Feral TV. I think it started out as the Ferals and then became Feral TV. I don't know exactly, yeah. which was like... Australian kids shows back in the day, they loved a good puppet. There were pup- weird fucking creepy puppets yeah. in every kids show. And Feral TV, that was the entire conceit. It was like five uh, animal puppets, but they were like feral animals. So there was like Radis the rat, Medigliana the cat, a rabbit whose name I forget, Daryl yeah. the dog, was it? <laughs> Let me find them. What was the rabbit's Radis. name? Um... Radis P. Radis. <laughs> Medigliana Wybottom was the cat. Darren was Darren. a dopey dog. Yeah, Darren. Um, Mixie. Oh, yeah, Mixie was it was the mixed up bunny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was it. That's the four of them. Never Radis the rat. That. Medigliana the cat. I remember the thingy. Yeah, I vaguely remember Sorry. that. Yeah, that's why I only remember the first two names. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because then Darren and Mixie aren't They don't rhyme <laughs> um, well, with yeah. anything. Uh, yeah, it was just kind of like them living in a, <laughs> living in a, living in a fucking bin in a, du- in a junkyard. In a yeah, yeah. Just like <laughs> having the most random adventures. Like I can't, I can't, I, I have no recollection again of any of the plots of these shows. Like it goes in your child brain and then it goes out. Yeah. Well, I, I, I remember the characters and I remember the general Same. conceit of the show, but I don't really remember like what they got up to other than it was kind of like one of those edgy kids shows. Like you could tell it was yeah, made by like very, yeah. Gen X's who were fairly young at the time because it used yeah, it to cool. reference like rock music and stuff a lot from memory. Oh, right. Things like that. Like the character of like Radis was like a punk. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was kind of like it was a weird show, a strange show. The pu- the puppets were so ugly. <laughs> just, I went back and looked at it. And I was like, God, these puppets are fucking hideous. <laughs> well, they're fucking they're scrappy. They live in 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 the sewer. I know. <laughs> like, why is this a kids show? Why? Why are these disgusting feral beasts <laughs> characters in a children's show? It's just so funny. Like you show a child that today, and they'll be like, What the fuck? Oh my god! So Actually. Scary. You know what I just read? Okay, it's called The Ferals, right? But then later in 1995, in a five-minute show called Feral TV was launched. The Ferals had been exploring the sewers and he had discovered <laughs> the, the cable. Yeah, they discovered the cable to a TV oh, station. And they run their they own show. They started their own channel. I vaguely remember that. Feral TV, yeah, running under the TV boss Kerry, a loud gruff toad <laughs> with an explosive temper and his obsequious assistant, the cockroach Rodney. I remember Rodney. I don't remember that Again, at all, but the, I do um, remember the TV thing. But these two are like the antagonists, right? Kerry's character, the TV boss, is modelled on the Australian media magnate Kerry Packer, who at the time was the owner of Channel 9. That is so funny. See, it's a very rebellious show. There's like It is in so many ways that you wouldn't get as a kid. As a child, that means absolutely nothing to you. But if there's parents watching, they'd be like, oh, ha, ha, ha. This is like like satirical. You may watch that, son. That's great. Yeah. Actually, can we just stop to talk about for a second? Where was your TV watching done? Like for me, it was at it was actually at my grandma's house a lot more than my actual house. Oh, really? Yeah, mine yeah. was always at. If we were getting picked up from school and it wasn't my parents, it was usually like my grandmother, and she would just take us to our house because our school yeah. was so close to our house that there was no point driving all the way back to hers, sort of thing. So. Yeah. She would pick us up, we'd go we'd go back to our house and we'd like it would just be like a normal afternoon sort of thing. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you were with her like keeping you company or like babysitting you. Yeah, yeah, like when we were really little. Um yeah. when we were in primary school for sure, that that was the the time slot I would be watching TV. I, I wasn't a morning TV watcher at all. Yeah, same. Lots of kids were like they'd be watching cheese TV and stuff, but I I think I usually I just was either doing other stuff in the morning or I just didn't care about the morning TV that much. Oh, except actually, no, I like, because I used to watch like Pokemon, but that's pretty much it in the morning. Oh, that was on in the morning. Okay. Well, I was literally, I was literally, literally ready like five or 10 minutes before my mum, and then we had to go. So I used Mm. to sort of catch the end of um, Sailor Moon, which I loved. 
that was my morning TV. Bit. Yeah, actually, no, I did watch a bit of that too. I think mm. what happened is there was like one or two years where the shows I wanted to watch were on early enough that I could watch them. But then we had to leave because I would be leaving with my mother or my dad to take us to school. And it was usually mm. like a bit earlier. It was like at a bad time for that show. Like the show would be starting and we'd have to leave. So I just wouldn't catch it anymore. Like I just wouldn't yeah. watch it. Yeah, true. And he'd be like, no, I don't want to fucking go to school and fuck this shit. <laughs> Yeah. So annoying. It's like they lure you in with morning shows and then you just want to stay there. But yeah, no, it was always, I was more of an afternoon TV watcher if I was watching TV at all. Yeah, same. I think that's, I think that might be probably majority of what kids did. Uh, there were a lot of kids at my school who would watch it in the morning. Oh, really? I think God, they, they must have been up at Sparrow Fart. Yeah, I think they were either like getting up real early or leaving late to go to school or whatever because they <laughs> could. So, but yeah. Yeah. Um. So next on our list is. Wait, have we rated it? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Oh, okay. Well, you you can rate first. Uh, I rate this show. <laughs> I um don't really have any memory of this <laughs> again. Again. <laughs> so I'm just gonna say that I rate it because I think like I like the concept of it, and I think back yeah. in the day, like I did watch it. I just it's just one of those things that like get it's gotten deleted from my brain because there's other more important things that need to be in my memory <laughs> so yeah exactly yeah i i, I like I, lo- I love the vibe of it i love the style of it i think it's a really funny looking show i mm, wish there were more edgy kids great. shows nowadays there's like not enough oh, of that stuff it's fucking nothing honestly i don't I, I don't feel like they take enough i don't know if this is if risks is the right word but like yeah <laughs> There are it's good, just, there are good, yeah. just on a side note, like there are mm. good Australian kids shows, like Bluey is a really good show. Yeah, what's with that? Everyone's obsessed with it. And, and then- it's, <laughs> It is insanely fucking popular. It? You have, yes, you have, oh my God. Yeah, I know. The fact that Disney bought that, that that show and it's on oh, Disney fuck. Plus now, have you seen the amount of merch? They've got toys, no. they've got books, they've got fucking everything. And that was a show that this guy from Griffith Film School came up with. And fucking good on they him. made a pilot yes, and it got Brisbane. bored and it just like snowballed into like insane popularity. So that is a really good show. We're not going to talk about it because neither of us have really watched it. But um, yeah. I know it's good because like, I, you know, I've spoken to people that have watched it. Oh, it's a it's about a blue healer dog. Yeah, see, like yeah. at one point, every I like someone. I was talking to someone a few months back, and they were like, "Blue's Clues." I was like, "Nah, different one." <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, way older. Because it's so similar to Blue's Clues. It's just bluey, and and like it would make like if Blue's Clues were to change its name, that makes sense. And it's also about a blue dog. Yeah, it's more about like a slice of life kind of show. It's like little. Yeah. It has like little moral lessons each episode but it's really just like oh, a story about bluey cute. and his family kind of thing or his friends Aww. oh here bluey is an inexhaustible six-year-old blue healer dog who loves to play and turns everyday family life into extraordinary adventures developing her oh it's a girl yes I didn't even imagination that. Cool. as well as her mutual physical and emotional resilience nice. mental resilience that's so good for kids yes yeah and it appeals to like all types of children too so You'd it's not just for wouldn't. like boys or girls, for example. Totally, yeah. It's obviously like more, yeah, like gender neutral, and mm. it's good because you wouldn't think that they'd be able to come up with like any more ideas, but yet, yeah, like here we are. Like Peppa Pig wasn't was great, I think, <laughs> but it <laughs> that show like, is so fucking funny. Holy shit, I love that show. <laughs> but it was it was created in two thousand and four, so like Peppa Pig's also already, British, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Like it's great that someone created something that was that's resonated so well for like the modern age. Good on him. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, back to back to the nineties. Come with us. <laughs> so moving on, we have Rage next. <laughs> Which is, I suppose, Australia's answer to your if you're in America, your, your VH1, your video hits, your MTV. Sorry, is what I'm looking yeah. for. MTV. It's yeah. like kind of Australia's answer to that. Of a Saturday morning. Of a Saturday morning. I think it's been around for a while. This has Rage been around since the seventies or something? Um, it's been around for bloody year, like a de- long ages decades yeah a lo- alft actually a long 1987 so that's not as long as i thought the the opening theme used to be like rage 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 just like this man screaming rage apparently it's an iggy pop song that song i didn't realize I that i just read that too yeah. how the fuck real wild child is real wild child isn't it or no maybe there's like a I just remember it being like that, rah, 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 and then rage, it being like rage. 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 
yeah, it's like so memorable. Yeah, God, that's fucking just that's such a, a 90s touch. They better point not for my ever cancel it. I mean, we never watch it, but just knowing it's there it makes me happy. <laughs> Yeah, it's still. I think it's still going. Like on the weekends. Yeah, it is. They yeah. they they do the top forty or whatever. Cute. Top they 50. do like little vintage re. They do vintage um. The Aria like singles flashbacks. chart. Yeah, um, I think it is at the moment. So basically, yeah, it was MTV for Australians, and it's where people used to record on their VHS tapes, i.e., me, and or and or just listen and watch in awe at um, the latest chart-topping bangers of the 90s. Absolutely. For our, for our childhood, obviously, it's still going, of the whatever decade we're in. But, yeah, what what were some things that you remember from it? I just remember watching, like, I, I love, like, music videos. I have insanely uh, visceral memories of, like, watching. I remember, like, music videos of random things to this day that I would, like, that are just stuck in my brain because I would just sit mm. there and watch them on on Rage. I think like the, effect, one of the yeah. key like things that got me interested in like film and made me want to go to uni to study that was like watching Rage because I was like mm. really <clears throat> hypnotized by the creativity that would go into creating these music videos for these songs. So it was amazing. Yeah, I just yeah, remember I just, like, watching it really early in the morning because it was on. It started super fucking like early, six a.m. Or, or something. Yeah, which as a kid is like obscene. <laughs> I get up earlier than that now, but when I was like, you know, from the ages of seven to twelve or whatever, that was like insanely early for me. Yeah. Um. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, I just remember like getting up and it was on because my parents would turn it on on the weekend and yeah, like eating breakfast and watching it and stuff. It's, it's literally the best. I just would stand there, you know, watching it. Like, I wouldn't even sit down. I would just stand at the t- in front of the TV. I remember being excited to see what number the song was too because it would, like, yeah. list the number off of the top 50 the, or whatever. Of on the, the top the 100, chart. I think it used to be because I remember it I went up so, so yeah. high. The hottest one, yeah, or the top 40. I don't know. There's different charts. But, yeah, it, it would it would tell you the song title and the artist at the beginning and then it would come back on again halfway through in case you missed it. So fucking good. <laughs> Yeah, way to right. like <laughs> discover new music because we didn't have anything back then like no phones no um no soundhound or like shazam to be like oh what's this fucking song mm. it's it was amazing i really i rate this a lot yeah i rate rage rage <laughs> is amazing it what what a, it's it's an australian institution so next we've got another institution i'd say but for the youngins um called play school <laughs> Which is, I'm pretty sure, like, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, that's, it was invented here. Like, it was an Australian concept. Yeah, Play School's an Australian show. Yeah, Yeah, it's fully Australian. So, basically, different hosts and presenters would, you know, literally talk and sing and make fools of themselves to camera and um, entertain the kids of Australia from, oh, my God, 1966. It's been going for ages. Yeah, no, that makes sense because I remember one of the hosts was, like, one of the hosts when my parents watched it. Oh, that is so fucking cute. Well, I remember Benita. Loved yeah, Benita, her. that's her. She was she Best. was like one of the original hosts. She's like ancient. She's so cute. Um, Noni Hazelhurst, love her. Oh, John. Yeah. Oh, there were so many incredible people. And because they introduced themselves by their first name, it just made you feel like they knew you and they were speaking directly to you. It was it's magic the way that this show is created. And they take you over to different spaces and play with different toys and um they do like a little imagination dreaming type thing and they have on various guests to like educate you on like just all different things. It was amazing. Oh my god, I'm just like going through all the fucking presenters' names. <laughs> I'm deceased. I remember them all. Monica. Do, do you remember Monica and Simon? Yeah, Monica Trapica. Trapica, Trapica, yeah. Reese, he looks pretty familiar. Um, another John. There was George, the bald guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, amazed. Yeah, all these all these actors sort of had their come up through through this play school like it kind of i think it was like for most of them it was like their first prime time show that they did 100 percent. or it was the thing that like it was a springboard they might have been in something before but it was like a springboard to something else 
Um, but I do think like a lot of them, because it was such an institution, when once they had gained success, they came back to it and they would keep doing it. Like, mm. Yeah, that's like, true as well. I think Noni came, like, went away and came back a few times or a couple of times. And that that guy who had phenomenal success, that um, New Zealand actor whose name I forget. Oh, John Legaia? Maybe. Lagaya? The one who was in Star Wars. He, he literally, like after Star Wars, I think, went back to being in it for a bit my grandma because like again i said i used to make, watch the bulk of my cartoons at her house she one time ran into i'm pretty sure it was benita in the mall and she was like holy fucking shit my granddaughter loves you and she got her autograph <laughs> <laughs> and she did it she gave it to her i, wow. I love that story it was the best and she was like yeah she was really nice she was kind of shy yeah. This show is still airing. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. Justine Justine is like one of the newer presenters. Hamish um, and Andy are on it. What the fuck? This is real. What? They are not. Magda's been on it recently. Crazy. They have a celebrity. Oh, Benita is still doing it. She, she's That's on insane. it. She was on an episode in July. Oh my God. That's insane. She's She must be so. She's 80. Something. She's oh 80. She's so fucking cute. I remember when, so when we were kids, her hair was at the stage where it was like a a big, like curly sort of mullet that just like fell behind her, her shoulders. It was, and it was all gray. It was like the cutest thing ever. She was such a TV mum. I remember like the old, the old one. Like if we went back and watched it, I'd be like, this is like a fucking LSD trip. Cause there's some (laughs) weird elements of it. Like the, there were mechanical sets, like the rocket clock, the flower clock, the, like it was all obviously filmed in a studio, but they had lots of moving parts mm. in the sets. Yeah, exactly. And That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It, would, it was so yeah practical. It, it was it was cool because it sort of made you. Yeah, they took you into all these different like yeah areas of of the of the set and the Ning Nang Nong. Like, the Ning. Oh my God! Do you remember that? On the Ning Nang Nong, where the cows go bong. Oh, I was about to talk about the windows, but no, Ning Nang Nong. Oh, the fucking windows! Yeah, that too. That was another weirdly psychedelic thing. They used to. So the windows were like the round window, the arched window, the fucking square window, and it was. And it. You know, you're in for a bad time when they go through the square window. (laughs) That shit's boring (laughs) as fuck. (laughs) um, I I always like the arched. It's funny, and then like they like they made you pick. Like obviously they didn't really because they couldn't see what the hell five million kids were screaming at them but yeah they made you feel like you picked what window <laughs> to go so you'd be like the arch window and they'd be like the circle window and you'd be like fuck <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think it showed you like a mini doco and it it just you know it's funny because then you were like then when you came back to the show you'd be like oh you know back to my on screen mum. that was a little break and now we're back mm. <laughs> It was really cool. It would show like like nineties like shaky VHS footage of like animals on the plains in Africa or like I don't know th- things it around was, the world that where where we weren't exposed to that they were trying to educate us on. The best way to describe it, it was kind of like a magazine program almost for kids. So yeah. they have like hosts that like Segments, talk about yeah. like random kids shit and t- and then there was like an educational segment about counting and there was a bit about like creative stuff and then there was like something that was like from the natural world and they'd show like clips of animals or whatever and then there'd be an animation sometimes which was just fucking weird like the ning nang nong <laughs> so it's like a combo of all this shit nong nang ning the trees go ping God, oh, best. weird fucking thing yeah i wonder who the fuck composed that were they tripping I bet they were. I think that's a safe bet. <laughs> Wait, they were on the Nangs. Smoke bongs. Um, it was written by it's a it's a poem written by a comedian. But then <laughs> obviously it? it was like turned into a song, surely. That's one of my oldest memories of watching TV is play school because obviously you only watch it when you're really quite young. Yeah. So yeah, I have like lots of like just I just really fleeting memories of it. Um, But yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, Obviously, I rate that show. That's well. um, I it was good for me because my sister's six years younger than me, and so when she was sort of like yeah, Mm. growing up, I was like, oh no, we have to watch this again. (laughs) But I fucking loved it. (laughs) Like yeah, I get to keep watching this, and it's not weird, even though I'm twelve and she's six. (laughs) <laughs> it's a it's such a great show. Um, obviously most effective for kids zero to five. Yeah, I rate it best. 
Love it. Okay, so last of all uh, is probably another fucking institution of Australian <laughs> TV because it's been going forever. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't like this show either. I don't know why are we talking about it then. Oh, just because it's like everyone knows this show. And this show um, yeah. started at a similar time to Rage, actually. It started in Did 1985. Uh, and that show is Neighbours. Neighbours. Everybody needs good neighbours. Which mm. is the insanely popular, long-running soap opera about a bunch of families and friends and literal, I guess, neighbours living in yeah, Ramsey Street, literally. which is a suburb or fake street in Melbourne, I think. Oh, I thought it was Sydney. See how, I think much, it's Melbourne. how much I know about it. It's in the fictional Ramsey Street, which is a residential cul-de-sac in the fictional Melbourne suburb of Erinsborough. Erinsborough, right. Yeah, all I remember is Ramsey Street because I used to just show the – the intro which was the super song. annoying i think it was like Ugh. the old i yeah. actually i'm triggered by that song because that song yeah. used to be, mean like bad things to me as a child yeah i don't know why it, it maybe it was written in like a minor key or some depressor shit you know what it was i think because it started around six it like it always signaled the time of the evening where my parents would like change the channel <gasps> yeah they changed the channel because they want like to watch the news and neighbors was memory. inevitably always on before it yeah I know what you mean. It, I, I feel the same. I bet we'd find other kids and like, you know, please write to us if you if you resonate with this, listeners. But like I Some I kids might have loved it, it I was, don't know. <laughs> I was very triggered by it too. And I think it also meant that like the night was moving along and it's like, oh, time to stop fucking watching TV now. Go have your shower. It's like, mm, oh, fuck my life. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Such hard lives we led, but you know. <laughs> just like really pathetic, just children problems. <laughs> There's no, there's literally like nothing wrong. Like your, remember when your only worry was neighbors coming on the TV? Are you right? The horror of neighbors. No, I gotta get up. I used to catch like bits of it sometimes. Like sometimes people would have it on in their houses. Like my grandmother would have it on at her house if we were staying at her house for whatever reason. I used to always be be, like triggered by it (laughs) because it's so boring. So, yeah, I don't really have any attachment to this show. It's It's gone through, like, an insane amount of, like, generations of famous actors have gone oh, through totally. this show. Like, your Hemsworth brothers. Ray. Oh, yeah. Your, your fucking Kylie Minogue was on this show. Yep, that's um, right. That's how she got her start. Both the Minogues, I think, were on the show. Her <laughs> sister, both too. the Minogues. Um, but the main one, more so. The main one? Yeah, Kylie. <laughs> <laughs> no shade to... To Danny, but she's definitely not the main Minogue. The main Minogue. <laughs> main attraction. Uh, and I'm sure there's many others. Uh, Margot well, Robbie? Um, was she on yeah, it? Yeah, well, some. See, that's the thing. Close second mention to Home and Away, a very fucking similar show, which is like. Home and Away is also yeah, huge. Similar yeah. fucking everything. One of them was more about surfing than the other, but same fucking diff. Home and Away's song was also stressful and like trauma inducing. It was like Home and Away. What the, even the fuck does that mean? What's home and what's away? The only <laughs> The only thing I dislike more than neighbors is Home and Away. <laughs> why would you wait? Why do you hate one more than the other? Just because Home and Away, I just seemed, I just liked it less because I think I was exposed to it less. Or right. honestly, okay. I think I remember being in people's houses that I didn't like when it was playing. Oh, so yes. I get that. Yeah. I used to be like, mm, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. Home and Away is on. I don't like this. Like as a child, you know, how you have that like just pure yeah. emotional reaction for no reason. Totally. Sometimes you're so, like crying and there's like no reason to. Yeah, nothing that extreme, but I always just remember being, like, uncomfortable when Home and Away came on because yeah. I'd be like, God, I hate this shit. <laughs> this is, like, not You know, I'm so glad that, like, I found my kindred spirit. Like, I didn't know one single fucking child in school that didn't, like, either. Like, Home really? and Away or Neighbours. Like, someone always I knew watched no something. one that watched this shit. Okay, good. Well, maybe it's because I went to school with fucking idiot white Australian bogans. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're describing my childhood. That was Townsville. <laughs> None of them were Your watching it. Your cultured, bae. You're different. No, but well, like, I don't it, know what it was. Everyone liked one of one or the other, and I felt like the odd out idiot being like, oh, well, I don't like it. And everyone was like, oh, I don't know why. Anyway. 
Yeah, no, I, it was always like older people that were watching it in my life anyway. Like if we, if oh, we went to like, like a family friend's house or whatever, like the adults would have it on or yeah, like our neighbors used to watch it. I remember that like our literal neighbors would watch, not neighbors, they would watch <laughs> Home and Away. Um, <laughs> yeah no no one at school like was interested in, in it at all <laughs> yeah yeah that's interesting i don't know yeah i felt like oh and not this is not australian at all but the simpsons was another one the whole fucking world watched it and i was the only one that was like yeah i'm not interested like i'm not into it i don't give a shit yeah you were literally the only person in the whole world that Shut up. Simpsons. <laughs> my, well my dad watched it and the rest of us just didn't i just like it's not like i wasn't exposed to it i just had no fucking interest i was like this is dumb the and number this is one podcast where we're quite fucking honest so yeah no you're absolutely entitled to your opinion <laughs> and we've kind of this is come up before actually in the past but yeah the the simpsons is like the number one show of my childhood number one show i would watch the simpsons like every fucking night so it's just like maybe that's why i wasn't interested in any of this other shit because it was just waiting for the (laughs) simpsons to come on kind of thing know what the number one show of my childhood was um, australian or otherwise i didn't i think i just had an even spread oh you know right. one that was really weird this this yeah. episode we're gonna have to say like iconic australian children's shows yeah because <laughs> we've only yeah. talked about fun. like shows from our childhood but um, i'm okay with that <laughs> the other one that was do you remember that fucking show with oh mr squiggle with the creepy puppet yeah and it would, like, draw with the, the thing on its nose. Yeah. I remember watching that when I was really, really, really young, like, before. Not you know, before like the school. first, the first house. No, not before school. Like, the first house we, I ever lived in. Yeah, I remember yeah, watching yeah. that show. Like, that's the only one that I kind of have, like, memories of. For some mm-hmm. reason, that one has, like, stuck in my head. <laughs> Maybe because the puppet really? freaked me out. But I remember, like, liking <laughs> it. Good. Do you remember fucking Art Attack where the guy, that one? Oh, yeah. Things were giant. And I was like, I don't feel great about this. I feel a bit uneasy. He did make huge stuff. He was always like painting huge things or like splashing huge things. Everything was a stunt. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was, it was okay. I was like, yeah, heart attack. Um, and because my grandma has an accent, she'd be like, uh, heart. She'd almost sound like she was saying heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> heart attack is on, darling. Let's watch. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, just another one popped into my head. There, it, it goes on. It goes There's on. There's so on fucking on. many. It's amazing. But yeah. um, what I was trying to say is I hate neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've accidentally inadvertently rated them all, but I'm going to fucking hate neighbors. So there you go. No, I only have one that we just had. <laughs> yeah. And we had special mention to like quite a few others. Mm, what a delightful trip down memory lane. <laughs> so moving on, we're going to go to our segment, which is called Guess Who Review. Yes. What the hell is even that? And in this segment, which is new this season, we one of us reads out bonkers customer reviews from various websites around the internet, and the other person tries to guess what the review is for. <laughs> so I have four reviews today for Alessia. That she so does not know what they are for or what their content is. And I'm just going to read them out and see if you can guess. Uh, so the first one is, in my eyes, probably the easiest. So let's see how you go. <laughs> okay. Let me just get my cheat sheet up here because I had to like put it somewhere separate so you didn't see. I did uh, that last time too. I just put it on my notes app. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the first one is, your drivers are lazy and cannot read or comprehend simple instructions. Stop taking my packages to the leasing office. <laughs> what? What's a leasing office? Like rentals? I don't know. I assume she was a real estate agent or something. Packages. I'm going to say oh, packages. It could be any package. No, I was going to say like fashion or beauty or something. No, I'm going to say food delivery. I'm going to say like an Uber Eats driver. You think it's like an Uber Eats thing? Yeah, I do. Yeah. That is not correct. <laughs> so this is for uh, UPS, like oh, couriers, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, All so right. just a courier. Oh, well, I was going to say Australia Post and then I was like, oh, I don't know. Well, that doesn't bode well for the rest of them that I thought that was the easiest, but uh, let's move on. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Leaving a one-star review as one of the other customers was slapped for asking too many questions. Instead of apologizing, the worker tried to slap another customer for intruding in the incident. (laughs) I'm sorry. Is that it? Is that all? That's it. (laughs) (laughs) You get a slap. I'm. Instead of apologizing, the worker tried to slap another customer. Slap the other one. (laughs) 
You get a smack. You get a smack. <laughs> Hold on. It just reminds me of um, Summer Heights Height, Mr. G, where he's like to his little chihuahua dog, do you want a smack? You'll get one. <laughs> so this oh gives nothing away. This one's probably one of the hardest ones. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to stab in the dark. Subway. A Subway sandwich house. No, sorry. This is for a- I don't know why, but I thought food. It's for a travel agency in <laughs> Surat Thani in Thailand. <laughs> They smack people like Apparently they just straight up slap their customers If they don't like them And frankly I respect it I'm really glad that they wrote it in English For the enjoyment of everyone else I'm so dead Where the fuck (laughs) did you find that? There were a lot of unhappy tourists So next is Food wasn't good Buns were stale Service was slow And our cashier blew his nose onto the floor Right in front of us I understand it's a foreign country and that standards are different, but in an international airport, I expected better. <laughs> oh, my God. A I, Chinese I, airport? What, what were you going to say? I just, like, what does that look like? He blew his nose onto the floor. Did he just, like, just, like, like fucking blow, blow it without, like, anything attached to him? I'm just picturing him, like, <laughs> spraying snot out of his nose onto the floor. <laughs> fucking deceased. I think you just close one and you... You bear down on the other. <laughs> Yuck. Okay, yeah, so I'm going to say something. I don't know why, but an airport in China. No, it's something in the airport. So there's a clue in oh. here. Yeah, that's right. It's food. Um, 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 okay. Buns were stale. Buns. Okay, a McDonald's in an airport. No, very close. It was a Burger King oh. in Hanoi Airport in Vietnam. In Hanoi. Oh, my God. Mate, <laughs> why would you do that? That's a fucking scream, though. And last of all, <laughs> this one may be easy, may be hard for you to guess what kind of business it's for, but it's very <laughs> short. The review says simply, zero stars, roaches will carry you away. <laughs> like there's that many that they'll just pick you up. <laughs> yeah, it's like a cat situation. With I literally just thought about dan- cats. Tap dancing cockroaches come in and just carry you out. Okay, so food... Because, um, like, yeah, that attracts roaches. Is Can I? Can we maybe ask, like, like is it a chain? Maybe. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure. Possibly. Oh, you can't tell? Oh, okay. Um. Okay, well, uh, a pizza joint. No, it's actually for a roadside motel called the Royal Inn in Lumberton, North Carolina. Oh, my God. So it's like one of those shitty dodgy Motels, hotels. Yeah. yeah. Not those cute kitschy ones with, like, photographable heart baths, actual shit ones. <laughs> no, like actual do- like dog shit cracked ends. Oh my God. That's awful. <laughs> Roaches will carry you away. That's yeah, great. Wouldn't be staying there. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, we should go there for all our, all our staying needs. We should just consult oh, this website of yours. We'd have to be making money for us to go and review one of those. <laughs> no, no. I mean, like just if ever we're traveling just in general in life, we should also consult this website <laughs> so we don't stay near road in roadside motels in North Carolina. <laughs> well, that was a laugh. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back soon with more on our regular schedule. So that's all yes. for this week. Don't forget to check out tbqfh.com.au for all our articles. And if you haven't already, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram at tbqfh.com.au for mini reviews and other fucking good content. And tune in next episode for another bit of quiet fucking honesty. Honesty.